啊啊啊啊啊！我就是 word。呃， this isn't a surprise every week. Why is it well, always a surprise? It's a surprise when you start. You do an audio test first,、uh-huh. and then you just go into the show. No, 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 no. The、so、audio test starting happened. I don't know、so、what. I'm so not even thinking about it. And your safe word is happy pride. <sighs> Welcome back. I, the、uh, safers are just getting t- like well because you re- spring re- them on me、uh, with not, no warning. I, I asked you if you were ready. I pushed play. We so, did a sound test. So you, welcome back to what's your safer? The sex education podcast has got a few kinks. It doesn't always start out as fighting, but today you guys get a special dose of it. I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher, and I'm always right. That's not. That's not <laughs> at all correct. Actually, y'all, welcome back. How's everyone doing, Daddy? How are you? How was your week? I'm good. Welcome back from your travels. And- so, and I just celebrated Pride, even though it's July. So I went to San Diego for San Diego Pride. So I'm still proud. I'm not like one of those corporations that just pretends to be proud in June. I keep going. I'm and I'm going. going and going. And I'm like going. the Energizer Pride Bunny. Of the rope bunny, yeah, the energizer. I'm the rope, rope bunny. bunny, yeah. Honestly, is energizer still a thing? Like, do they still they use? They still the make batteries. I know, but do they still use the bunny? Well, we will never know because your generation doesn't watch network TV, which has commercials. Yeah, because it's boring. You guys don't watch commercials anymore. No, we watch TikTok. So I'm sure there's ads there. They're still doing it, but well, maybe if companies were a little bit more ingen- like ingenuitive and interesting in the way in which they like put their sponsors in something. And today we're talking about sex. Now, I I don't know if anyone notices anything different. Your、know. hair. Oh, you noticed. I oh, did. I don't know if many people on the podcast are gonna notice, except our、will. patrons. Hi, patrons. <laughs> How are you doing today? If you didn't know our Patreon people, they get the video podcast not only early but every single freaking week. So Amp has gone full on bleached blonde,、mm-hmm. and so、oh, it's like a platinum. It's like a silver, bleach blonde. But, Now what? So I, I um, yesterday when he came out of the stylist, I'm like, you look like Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> And I said, is that a good thing? Because <laughs> he didn't know who Bridget Nielsen was. So people in my generation will remember her. Will、um, they? I think so. She、oh, was、okay. like the villain in like Beverly Hills Cop, and and she's、That's、she was <laughs> she was. <laughs> That's you your reference. Then, yeah, no, no one's gonna know. White one. platinum blonde hair,、okay. like Dolph Lundgren. Do you know that one? No, stop、oh, using、wow. references that I don't understand. I can't help <laughs> you. Anyway, we just got back from some trips of our own.、Um, I was off in Salt Lake City. You were off in San Diego.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Daddy swindled me out of a trip to San Diego okay, for Pride. First of all, this has this. been an ongoing argument. It's not an argument; it's a discussion. It's an argument at this point. No, it's a discussion because I didn't swindle you out of anything. Tom Sawyer, in fact. <laughs> so. Like a few months ago, you asked me if we were doing San Diego Pride, and for for me that means were we booked for it? No, we weren't booked for it. So <laughs> now he's just. I'm not、things. doing. I'm not. I would. So I didn't put it on the calendar, right? It was then. The cal- it was still on the calendar. Then, it was still on the calendar. then,、uh-huh. hear me out.、Uh-huh. Hear me out. 
then you and just solely you they i was asked to come me. out for a class because a an organization out in salt lake city which doesn't have tons of funds to bring out both of us at the same time so they invited you saying they would invite you for a thing <laughs> so, down the line so you went you he's flew to salt to, lake trying, city and put it to, on the calendar so you're gone for the weekend and i'm like Huh, well, I don't have anything to do. I'll go to San Diego Pride. And then you got mad at me because... I'm not mad. <laughs> so you're saying I swindled you Somebody's, out when, in fact, you were booked somebody's first. Somebody's a little bent out of shape about this one so far. <laughs> no, <laughs> you were bent out of shape. Anyway, so I went out to Salt Lake City. I had a lovely time. Uh, I was out there for a class. So I was out there for work, which I, I wanted to make sure that we didn't have any play, you know. And I ended up teaching a BDSM class or a buddies doing social media. And it was really nice. Uh, and then it was followed up that same day by a harness contest at a bar. And I just want to say, Salt Lake City people, you're lovely. I had a really nice time. Salt Lake City, your bars are wild. I Well, was they don't serve a, alcohol for one. Well, okay. So let me tell you. <laughs> it's a dry state. First of all, the class was lovely. Yeah. Um, we had to, to do a bunch of like shuffling around and jumping through hoops because the original like play house that, that they would normally do that was I guess they couldn't do it. So we ended up doing it in uh, one of the organizers mom's backyards and the mom whose name I forget, but I think it was like Patty or Jen. It, she was lovely. She she was like, all oh, y'all kinky people out here in my, my yard. Oh, you're just so cute in your leather. Oh my God. And like she had this like this poodle uh, just like the pigs dogs. It was it was such a fun, quirky little presentation. But then immediately, like the, the class ended at like nine. Mm -hmm. And immediately everyone's like, okay, we gotta get to the bar. Let's go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. The, the next part of the con like the next part of the thing you're here for. And I was like, at nine o'clock, you wanna go to the bar for the leather bar? People go to bars at nine o'clock. I know, but then I was like, okay, well, how how long will we be there? And they're like, Well, most people leave around eleven, eleven thirty. And I was like, People leave at eleven. Well, okay, so that's different it's, for it's you. It's a different culture. So that's not, why they go early. I know, I know, but I'm just saying it's a different culture. Mm -hmm. Um, on top of that, like it was a harness contest, like it was a harness leather night, and so I had brought like a harness and a jock strap and like was ready to like have some sexy fun time. And then they're like, "Well, you can't wear a jock strap at the bar." And I was like, "Wait, what?" It's like, "Yeah, you can't." It's got you have to have like a three or three to four inch like band over the butt crack. And I was like, three inches? What what kind of that's just <laughs> how, that's how wide actual is your crack? underwear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just actual underwear. And I was like, I didn't bring actual underwear, so I had to go buy shorts, which actually I'm glad I did. They're very cute, like silvery, like leather. When did you have time shorts. to shop from the backyard party to going to the bar though? No, no, I, I asked beforehand what oh, the okay. vibe of the party was uh mm -hmm. the day before when I got there. Um, and so we went around and we like looked at sex shops and they they showed me around the city. Um, and it also Salt Lake City's version of a sex shop is like a Spencer's back room. You remember Spencer's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is not Salt Lake City's fault. The Mormons are in control of everything and it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then the last straw of it all, again, this has nothing to do with the lovely people there, but I did have many, many drinks purchased for me because the Salt Lake City people were lovely. So that added up to one. I don't think so. No, not even. Not even. I, I had at least six drinks. At the, I, I think I counted the other day. I remember. And this. I had, I don't know how much alcohol I had, but it, they all just tasted like Coke. I had Jack and Cokes yeah. all night. I think I just had cups of Coke. I had a layover in Salt Lake City like many moons ago. and Many moons. Many moons. Back in my day. <laughs> There were pterodactyls everywhere. Ah! 
<laughs> so, and I just remember sitting at the bar, which is closing at 9 p.m. or something, some ungodly early hour uh, in the airport. And they're measuring out a thimble full of alcohol for like my Jack and Coke. I will say, (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I did have a drink waiting for my plane home Mm -hmm. and it was an old fashioned. That actually tasted like a drink. Oh, you have to, you have to just like get a martini or something that has no mixer in it. Well, that's the other thing is like, and no judgment to the people in Salt Lake City. Everybody at the bar had an an AMF. What's an AMF? An adios motherfucker. Oh, and it is, it is, you ever go to a bar and you see a drink that you're like, that should, it, the drink should not be that saturated in color, like a blue ass drink yeah, that's like, like the glowing. Blue Caraco drink. That is an AMF. Oh. It is like a Long that's Island, like but sugar. worse. Yes. But that's the only way you got alcohol in these bars, apparently. Jesus. Anyway, so I had a lovely time. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a, it was a really good, it was a really good trip, but, um, all, all that to say, like, shout out to the Salt Lake City Kingsters. Y'all are real cute. Y'all are real welcoming. Thank you for for having me. Um, and I can't wait to go back. Yeah. How was your trip, though? Any any notable highlights to your trip this week? Um, I had a really good time for San Diego Pride. So I, as well, was working because I was scouting out whether we should do it next year. Oh, now he's trying to get to work. <laughs> okay. So it was <laughs> a little giggle doesn't help with your <laughs> your current situation. You're such a little schemer. Go ahead though. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I was uh-huh. scoping it out. Yeah, scoping saying, it out. So I what was his, his name? <clears throat> what were you scoping? Which one? Um, so I have not been to San Diego in at least 20 years. The last time I was there, I was working for Macy's and we did a corporate gig there. Mm. That's the last time I was in San Diego, which is weird because it's our state. So you would think I've been down there a lot. Um, and I know many people down there, so they were all very happy to see me. Um, and no, it's, it's a, it's a great community. Um, I was really impressed because, um, I was just getting back from, um, uh, San Francisco and the, apparently San Diego is doing a really good job with their monkeypox vaccination rollouts, whereas LA and San Francisco are having problems. Uh, so everyone in San Diego that I came in contact with had already been vaccinated, which was amazing. Um, their parties, they had a shit ton of parties everywhere going on. I'm not that big into all night parties. Um, so I didn't go to a lot of them, but I went to one called Subwoofer, which had an outdoor uh, area for me to smoke a cigar. So I was like in daddy heaven. So I, I was able to... Just smoke a cigar. I went out to visit a boy and he was, he took very, very good care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Although. What? Okay. I just, I think this is funny. Now, mm. the, the, the comment you made to me yesterday before I went to the gym. Which one? About us being in different cities again. Oh, 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 oh. So one of our friends uh-huh. who will remain nameless, Moo, but probably um, will hear this, maybe, Moo, uh, <laughs> said that um, uh, that uh, they were going to start a rumor that we were on the rocks and doing separate trips. <laughs> so rude. I know, right? No, literally, as you can see, we both had different things scheduled at different times. Mine was business and someone else's was pleasure. It was but... also business scoping out <laughs> an event. To make sure it was anyway, in our wheelhouse. I need to just get in front of these rumors, which are not <laughs> rumors. Move. Uh, we, yeah, move over. 
come on, y'all. If there was a problem, we would not. First of all, we would get we would deal with it ourselves. Second of all, we were doing work, and clearly we are doing just fine. If there was an issue, we wouldn't. Uh, we would also not be airing it on like a podcast. But it's just so funny <laughs> that people feel the need to like even make that assumption. And I well, I, it, I, I laughed. Whenever I laugh, we screamed. do travel singularly. Um, Sorry, we, that we, word was singularly. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> uh, it is funny how many people do come up and go, "Oh, is Amp okay? Or where's Amp? Or what's uh, what'd you do with well, Amp? Or nice, is though. Amp in the trunk of the car? What do you mean? What, what? do you do? Wait, what? Okay, <laughs> exactly. Anyway. It's always my fault. They always think I did something because they think you're the nice one. Um, well, yeah, yeah, you've got them all fooled. I mean, if there's something that happens or goes wrong, it wouldn't be out of the question that maybe something was unplugged or my basic response to that anytime i'm out and amps not is like he's editing so and they're like oh yeah <laughs> that track anyway we had a really nice time in our respective trips we mm -hmm. are back together we're back 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 back, back again. <laughs> our relationship is no longer on the rocks it's good <laughs> it was never on the rocks although i could use another drink on the rocks would have been nice oh yeah that, since that salt lake city jesus oh so wait i didn't tell you though <laughs> so oh, okay oh did gay the San Diego Gay Pride, which was a great parade. They have a really, I, I think they've organized the parade and then the festival afterwards really, really well. Although it did take us an hour to get into the festival in an extremely long line. I've never seen a line mm. this long to get into a festival before. But to their credit, it did move fairly fast. It was so people could go through metal detectors and all that kind of stuff to get into the festival, sure. which is where we're at in America today. Yeah. Um, it was highly, highly attended. Um, uh, lots of families, oh. lots of children, oh. which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. It's not uh, a bad thing. So, but, and then they did segregate the festival nicely so they had stages and booths and corporations and all those things in the festival lots of families and children could interact and then they had an adult area that was another that's what gate I was to go about. through okay so okay that's good then and then yeah. the adult area had like uh, the kinky vendors like the leather and and that still you couldn't there was no nudity going on in any of those Great. adult areas there was some play there was a public play area but you had to be a volunteer um so you had to already be known by the festival to play there um and it wasn't highly sexualized it was like some flogging demos and stuff and even one of the vendors we went up to uh that was selling crops and other impact toys uh i picked one up and started hitting my hand and he's like you're allowed to hit yourself but no one else oh oh that's kind of interesting i well, mean i i, mean, I, I, I respect it. and i understand that. why they're doing that um so i think it would be a fun one for us to vend at next year wow so if, if well, thank San Diego you so much for hands scouting see that, see that. see i'm working here i'm working i'm working i even took video of it great i'd be curious to see if that video is appropriate for <laughs> the social medias but um but you did bring up a really interesting point which was uh the monkeypox vaccine it's mm -hmm. actually very funny because our our steamworks here in san francisco was the first place that had actual like hundreds of vaccines available for the community 300 exactly yeah exact. <laughs> where like our actual providers at kaiser and other healthcare maybe had you know a hundred if they were lucky when i was getting into salt lake city the organizers that picked me up again treated me so well 
like they asked me what my rider was and i was like uh, uh some red bulls and uh chex mix and uh and i get into the room there's like four bags of chex mix and five <laughs> red bulls for a day and a half that i'm there and i'm like oh my god okay. well this reminds me of the last time i went to salt lake city and you must have put the fear of god in them that no. i get angry well because the promoter there had a bag full of food at all times which i don't think i ever ate anyway anyway all that to say when i was getting picked up by the lovely promoters of this event um, they were like, oh, sorry, we're a little sweaty and we were a little late. And I'm like, girl, it took me 40 minutes to walk through your airport. You're fine. <laughs> Which is true. That airport is too big. Um, but then they were like, yeah, we were administering 300 uh, monkeypox vaccines at our local event at a bar before this. And I was like, well, first of all, what the fuck? I wish you would have taken me there. I would have liked to have gotten an, a monkeypox vaccine. Yes. Um, and second of all, the way that the health organizations within the governments are now working directly with the gay bars and the gay organizations is nice to see mm -hmm. but at the same time the government organization there in salt lake city that does like the pride events would not recognize the organization that had me out as an actual like booth and float for the pride parade in salt lake right. city so they they weren't including them in pride but were using them when they needed to none of the kink uh, organizations in Salt Lake City were allowed in mm, the parade. That's sad. But you know who was? All the corporations that didn't have any sort of like actual standing in the community who actually were giving money to, like they went off about it in the car with me. They're like, oh yeah, this organization uh, gives money to the church. This one gives to the Republican Party. They were allowed in Pride. But us, the puppy group, this organization and the King community were all denied. Because they're trying to sterilize It's it. just <laughs> fucking obnoxious. I hate that. Yeah. I hate it! Well, they didn't have that in San Diego Pride. There was a leather contingent there so i was happy to see that um and i went to this one house party uh oh. that overlooked the parade i was fortunate to invite be invited to but the and it was crowded and they had tons of drinks and food and everything uh but all i could do was watch their hardwood floors as it got wetter and wetter and stickier oh, no. and stickier oh. <laughs> and like confetti and things were getting i was like oh they're gonna have a horrible time it's weird what I notice. <laughs> that is kind of weird. Um, did you notice any like hair raising fiascos? Hair raising fiascos. Um, Something you might have needed to manscape, maybe? Anything that needed to be shaved <laughs> off. <laughs> Anytime you need to shave off your event, maybe? I mean, speaking of sponsors and corporations that do right by the community. Yes. Daddy, can you guess who's today's first sponsor of this? <laughs> is Manscaped. Sorry, what was that? I was just repeating you. But, 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 I, okay. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, is here to give you a nice hair raising or maybe just a hair shaving experience. Now, crotch discomfort hurting your game, Daddy? Um, Not anymore because I have a Manscaped razor. Well, fear no more. The kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped crotch comfort, has spent two years designing the most comf comfortable boxer brief out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable. And flexible with the new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped. Now, whether you got balls or not, the Royal Ball Throne, which is what they're calling it, Boxer 2.0 will make sure that you feel good. And that'll come after the grooming with the Lawnmower 4.0, which is the trimmer that is not only water resistant, it's got a little light, it's got over 4,000 RPMs and an on-off travel safety switch. And you too can get your own savings at Manscaped.com with what code, Daddy? Watts 20. So... 
you can get 20% off and free shipping by using that code. Daddy, what is, do you have any good like stories from like manscaping or maybe? Well, you know, actually I just used it in San Diego because it was God awful hot. Hot as balls, you might say. Hot as balls. <laughs> and, and and I was I was wearing a tank top most places and I was just noticing my underarms starting to chafe because my That's underarm right. hair had gotten too Ooh. long and I hadn't even noticed it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I quickly just shaved that shit off right there in, in the hotel. And so no longer a problem. Nice. Took me all of two seconds. So that, we also have the Weed Whacker for the nose and ears. They've got tons of potions and lotions, conditioners, balms, as well as body wash that I use daily. And last but not least, the new Boxer 2.0 with the Jewel Pouch TM. A pouch designed to cradle your boys, girls, or whatever you got down there in your own special place. With perforated performance fabric that will make sure to last all day. So again, be proud of your underwear and wear Manscaped with a badge of honor. Your balls, or whatever you got down there, deserve it by using offer code WATTS20 for free shipping and check out Manscaped. Thank you. Thank you, Manscaped. So now today's episode, and you actually did some homework for once, which usually you don't like doing because that requires effort and work. Wow. Okay. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you a homework assignment. I gave you a homework assignment. (laughs) Well, I had to, to be fair, I had already started this homework on my own volition. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I didn't ask you to watch the first two episodes, but you, you said how many? So we're talk today. We're talking about how to build a sex room. It's a show on Netflix. Everybody and their daddy have asked us our opinions. Uh, every Twitch stream I get on, and people are like, "Have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't. I haven't had time." But I was stuck on a plane for at least four to six hours, and so I did, in fact, finish it. And I had already started watching it because I, 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 I was very intrigued by it. Why? What, what, what intrigued you? Well, A, I went to college for architecture interior design. Um, so I'm always interested in interior design. I, I love HGTV. I love all of those backyard renovations and stuff. So when I saw that come on, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. <clears throat> And what would you say is like the, the your what was your favorite part? I mean, so maybe we let's actually first explain what the show is. Like you kind of gave a little primer there. It's kinky HGTV kind of right. And and what I was surprised by was how much the host, um, who is the designer, um, she kind of looks like a kinky grandma to me. I called her Mary Poppers. Mary Poppers. Yeah, because she's <laughs> she, and she gets references like a Mary Poppins of sex rooms by all of her her people in it. She has a big personality and she can get away with a lot because she looks like your grandma. So it's kind of mm. it's kind of like Dr. Ruth, you know, you're yeah. not threatened about talking about sex when it's coming from someone you don't think would normally talk about sex. Yeah. So I think that de-threatens it in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and she's a great designer. She has, well, she has a lot of designing history under her belt because I looked her up. I, I I also did a little bit of research, but I did a research after the show. Like when mm-hmm. I so Melanie Rose is the name of the host, mm-hmm. um, who we've reached out to. She hasn't responded yet. So yeah, maybe, I'd love to have her on the show. We'd love to talk to her. Yeah. And I want to be very clear, like, this is this is coming from an unbiased person. Well, I mean, we're biased in kink, but, like, we don't know the person. We don't know the people in the show. Mm-mm. But it's essentially a, a makeover show for people's rooms. 
And I say sex room, or they call it a sex room because uh, some of these people are looking for a dungeon. Some of these people have a second story bedroom that they want to be cuter because they want their sex lives to be more engaging and fun. Um, some people, they literally build sheds and barns. And so let's not, I will say, let's not spoil too many things about the show, but let's okay. be more broad in general with our opinions. Today. And they're not always dungeons. They're kind of like boudoir kind of things. Uh, and, and she's very good, like any interior designer should be, going in and asking them what their aesthetic is. and what. But and part of asking about your aesthetic is figuring out what you're into sexually because it is designed to be an intimate space for yeah. you whether you're into bdsm or not um and she's very i thought she was very good at navigating those waters with each of the couples that aren't sometimes even poly families um that mm. she navigated with and so i came into this show uh or came onto this show hey yo um with a, a bit of a reservation because it's a show from netflix shocker and, well but okay but it's not unjustly like, I mean, my bias there comes from the Goop shows with, with Gwyneth Paltrow, which is all pseudoscience and actually kind of perpetuates a very bad misogynistic perspective of women and pleasure. Mm -hmm. And then... But they also did sex education. Yes. But but then they also did bonding, which oh. was a, a shit show of abuse and bad consent. So much so that their season two, which we've talked about here on the podcast, had to literally read themselves for filth in season one. To kind of disarm and almost lampshade their audience to be like, we didn't do so well. We didn't mm. consult actual sex workers. Whoops. And so I was coming into this. Obviously, sex education is lovely, but also there's been some news on that. Like season four is losing a huge chunk of the main cast. Did you hear that? No. Or or yeah, like a bunch of them are moving on to other TV shows. Well, which... they they graduated from high school, so and that, I think that that's seems, why that seems easy to do. I, I mean, look why. at Glee. Glee did the same thing. Well, Glee had actual deaths, which kind of derailed the show. Anyway, well, anyway, okay. anyway, now anyway, 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 anyway. <laughs> so I'm just saying that Netflix has done some goods, but more often than not, it's been very bad. So I was happy to see a a show that I wasn't hearing bad reviews of, and the first step. I mean. The first episode, let's talk about the first episode, the first episode or two maybe, and just kind of give a primer. So like the first episode opens up with a very, what looks to be a straight white couple that's kind of quirky and fun. Um, and you meet the the host whose name is Melanie Rose and she mm -hmm. walks in very Mary Poppins style, has a big yellow bag and she's looking all, I think the first thing she says is like fabulous or something along those lines when she meets the couple. Mm -hmm. Now we have no idea what Melanie's background is yet. And then she jumps right into it. I think she gets like a full 30 seconds to a minute at the beginning of the episode where she tells you that she, you know, has a background in interior design. Mm -hmm. um, but the one thing that really bothers me and we never get fully kind of realized is why are you a sex like expert in some ways? Like what, where did you learn about sex? Because mm. she talks about, she covers so many different kinks. What I really liked about the first episode is they start talking about putting in an, a St. Andrew's cross in this very little tiny basement. Mm -hmm. And she does a great job with the space. But then she goes off on like the history of St. Andrew and what the St. Andrew's cross comes from. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm learning things. This is great. As a sex educator, I didn't know this information about St. Andrew's. But how do you know this? I wanted to know. Her so you background. want to know what her qualification is as a sex educator? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> is she getting stuff from writers, which is a good thing to have writers that are sex positive, maybe sex educators? So my theory is, and I don't think she ever does delve into this, is she must be kinky in her own personal private life. And I, I'm guessing a lesbian. 
I don't even think that's, though she never goes I, into I, it. Well, that's just it. Is that is part of the reason? That is one of the things I disliked about the show. What? Which is which is we didn't get a we've we've get so much intimate details about the couples in the show, mm-hmm. but we, I feel like we don't get to ever learn anything about Turner. Melanie. Yeah. I think we even learn more about her contractor than we do about her. <laughs> oh, which actually, I have to say, the contractor was, name is Mark. It was very funny. I get the sense straight, but... Uh, Has kids and a wife. Was yeah. a very sex positive, and their little riff back and forth was... They're cute. Humorous. Oh, it was, I, yeah. It was very humorous back and forth. The, the overall impressions of the show, it's not for us. What do you mean? I mean, the show is not produced for us, us kinky, sex positive people in mind. It the the oh. audience is meant to be a okay. more more maybe sexually expressive it's, or adventurous it's, it's, straight white couple. Kind yeah, of. no, it's going for the straight. Uh, it's kind of like what Epics TV did when we did that show. It, it's trying it's to trying to be appease. provocative, yeah, and peak, you know. The housewife at home's interest and maybe uh, their husband. Um, and But it does do it in a very tasteful way, yes. I have to say. I, so. and I, and that is a positive and a negative because the first two episodes cover a what seems to be very straight-leaning but expressive and, and adventurous white couple. And then a another uh, couple of color who is kind of going through their hardships in a relationship they've had for a long time, and oh. they want a made-up bedroom, you know? Which I had a problem with. Oh. And here's the problem oh, I, I know had the problem with is that already. couple, uh-huh. was it's like a couple that's on the verge of breaking up that mm. get a dog or an animal or mm-hmm. want to have a baby. So they're building a sex room to provide this intimacy in their relationship that they're never going to have. They, they they literally had two TVs in their bedroom so the husband could play the yeah. video game and she could watch her movies yeah. in this huge oversized bed. Uh, so, and oh she, God, it was like a she, Game of Thrones bed. She even said multiple times, you've really saved our marriage. <laughs> not yet, but, but that's no, just it. But I mean, maybe, just, I don't think maybe. building a sex room, if you're not already intimate with your partner, is going to to do it i agree <laughs> it's it's like i agree <laughs> it's like getting a ferrari and say we're gonna go on many more country drives i agree <laughs> so and and throughout all this like melanie almost has to act like a therapist mm-hmm. and she does she does in many ways she asks questions she unpacks things and she destigmatizes sex sex yeah. work kinks and through education as you go through and it nothing was shamey at all yeah in fact anti-shame like yeah. she was like why do you feel this way let's let's embrace that and yeah. she talks to the, the cast and the relationship types that are existent in the show are lovely. But when they when when I talk about episode one to episode, I think, eight of the series, episode one is done with a very straight, very not kinky, vanilla couple and audience in mind. Episode two is kind of the same. Episode three is where you're starting to get like a little bit more gay and queer. And then by halfway through the season, you've encountered poly relationships mm-hmm. you have encountered non-binary people nothing surprises you you've encountered sex workers burlesque performers someone with alopecia yeah, yeah. which don't give away too much okay uh you've encountered uh nudist farmers who have kids like it's it, it runs the gambit of different relationship types and also people that exist and i want to celebrate and congratulate the show for doing that in a, yeah, an approachable they produced way. it very well so one thing that was interesting to me though which i haven't seen before and maybe you have and maybe it's a trend that i just haven't been aware of okay is that the show 
would do the reveal. Oh, I hate in it. In the next oh, episode. So they, they like hang it. So it's like built to I, force you to binge watch to see the ending of the show before it, okay. which is a new thing I have never encountered. I have a whole list of dislikes. Okay. I want to be very clear here. We're gonna, I'm going to do just my own personal review video that has clips that's a bit more formatted for a YouTube video, I think, because I want to I want to say a bit more than what we'll probably have time for today. Okay. And it'll be done in a different format of video. But I have a whole list of likes and dislikes. One of the biggest dislikes was you were being constantly edged by the show to continue to watch it. Yeah, so that must be a Netflix I, thing. I hate it. Netflix that. is trying to force people to spend eight hours of their Saturday to watch the Imagine, thing. do you remember Most Extreme Olim or like Home Makeover show? Move that bus, that show? No. Okay, this is a, another white person thing probably because my mom loved that show. <laughs> um, it was a, you know, 45 to an hour long episodes where families get their entire home redone or re made over or whatnot. I do not want to wait till the next episode to see the reveal. Mm. And the way this show was produced, Melanie, if you ever hear this, I we, we love it. And Melanie, show. please come on the show. Yeah, come we on the love show. you. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah. But we love the show. We hate the way that every episode ends right before the reveal of the of the fucking room. But she doesn't have any control I know, over that. I know. That's, that's why I'm not mad with Melanie. In... Melanie, bestie, we love you. And it's probably a new thing that they're trying. So I'm I not like wrong. It. This is this is new, <laughs> right? You haven't seen this before? Or is it just has it happened before? I've seen shows that produce this way, and they're usually bingeable shows, but that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> I, I was finishing up this series at home. And I was like, oh, I want to make dinner. And then I'd get to the end of the episode. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I have to watch the first two minutes of the next episode to do my dinner. Like, yeah, it's not good production. They, they, they introduce a new couple in block C of the show, too. Mm -hmm. So that you never get you never get the it can, path it of feels one confusing. journey. It feels confusing. Yeah. And they put little like interstitials of the city, which they shot in Denver. So for Denver, well done, Denver. Oh, was, was that in Denver? Yep. It was Denver mostly. Oh, I could not figure out where they were. How'd you figure out it was Denver? I think I was watching it and I think I looked up one of the the, the sex shops and then I looked up uh, one of the So the, the 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 premise of the show, act one of most of the episodes and the couples that are there is meeting Melanie for the first time. And this is their literal first first meeting, apparently, of mm -hmm. Melanie. I did some research. Mm -hmm. Um they meet Melanie, they have a little debrief where they like talk about their relationship and what they want from their sex room. And then part two of their, their, uh, their episode chunks are called I, I, what I call the team building because they're building the space, but they also do a team building exercise for the couples. Mm -hmm. And then part three, which is sometimes in the next episode is, is the reveal, you know? No, the part three was introducing new people. No, no, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about each couple's journey, not, not the episode itself. It. <laughs> so opening intro, yeah. what we want the room to look like talking about stuff. Part two, the team building almost always encouraged or incorporated a kink of some kind that yeah. was introduced. Yeah. And part three was the reveal. Now, that's the, the general basis of it. And some some of them were a little bit different. Like the Polly episode, there was a Polly family of six that was like mm -hmm. that one was fascinating to watch. Mm -hmm. Um and it's very cute. I kind of wanted to be part of that Polly. Oh, family. well, mm -hmm. um, but one thing I disliked that was a trend were handcuffs. If you pull out handcuffs one more time, 
I swear to God. Like Melanie had a little bag of tricks, but she pulled out the same things every time. I wanted to see something different that she introduced to these couples. Okay. Yeah, I agree because I'd never use handcuffs. But I mean, I, I get it. That's why it's such a trope for straight people is like, ooh, handcuffs, edgy. Uh, <laughs> but what I actually disliked was they used high-end materials on all their decorating uh the couples they talked to seemed to be of money and and culture and had were wearing really nice things but when they, it was especially when it was the gay couple that was very wearing all of the you know they were very well off very high-end yeah. very high-end but all the when she did the photo shoot the leather, the leather was, was so bad. It was so bad. It was like all the leather, all the leather things were like bought from Wish. Okay, <laughs> it was so so bad. So here's I was the thing. like, I was breaking out in high looking thing. at the collar he was wearing, it, with the little D rings hanging off of it. I'm like, ah, a good awful. So let's let's. There's a double edged sword to hear here. This okay. So <laughs> I looked and I found one of the first the first couple. Uh -huh. I found a TikTok from the the woman of the relationship. Uh -huh. Um. And she really, she, she literally in like a, a minute, she's like, when we saw Steph, uh, Melanie for the first time, that was the first time we'd ever met her. Netflix came to us. We gave them our like little debrief, what we were looking to do. And they said, okay, here you go. And they paid for everything. Right. So Netflix paid for everything. No. And the bondage equipment, the like equipment, the St. Andrew's crosses, phenomenal. the cages, they spend thousands of dollars on. It was the actual leather items that I'm like, oh, get gear. Mr. S to sponsor yeah. you or something because the gear was crap. Some of the gear just so looked bad. very cheap. And a normal audience viewer, a kinky, a, a vanilla person's not going to see that. But me and daddy clearly, because yeah. me and daddy watched separately because we were in our own trips. Right. But it's so interesting to come together, and we both had that. that it was like Spencer's out. gift, like it was, that it, pleather. Yeah. It was very flat-looking uh, like leather. Uh, now, to be fair, types. to be fair, there, later on there were some. It, it clearly they were trying to to make it work financially for each room. Like for instance, the first room, I feel like they got like they got the cheapest room makeover because it was a tiny little basement and they got a nice St. Andrew's cross and like a spank bench. No, glazing that floor was expensive. Sure. Uh, the finishings that they did, although I was questioning whether to give someone who wanted to just try anal play for the first time a crisp white rug. Um, oh, I, I thought that might have been a step too far. <laughs> and my one of my biggest dislikes was, and I, I quote, sex swings are not the answer to every relationship problem. <laughs> I don't well, know if you noticed that trend. You know what I also noticed was, I don't think, because I didn't watch the last episode, I don't think she ever used a sling sling anywhere in any you are of the incorrect. Oh, really? Where? Literally. I think the last episode, she features oh, two slings. I didn't get there. But I was, I, well, the even last for the one, though, couple. No, no, The last one, she went out of her way to build a sling with horse uh, like people that made oh, okay. so horse. I apologize. Uh, I did not see the last okay. episode. But so, no, no, let me finish my note, please. And then okay. you can get to yours. So I said, married with kids and need some more interesting sex, sex swing. Single 50 year old lady looking for more sex, sex swing. Lesbians in the woods, sex swing. Married with children, sex swing. It, there's so many sex swings. There's so many swings. I didn't see any though. I don't know what you're talking about. Where were the sex slings? Swings. There was at least four in the show. Were there? She, and she kept she bringing put, up sex she swings. She put tie points. Yeah. 
I didn't actually see any slings. She she loved that curved chair, which is actually pretty cool uh, for the people with different heights. Yeah. So maybe that's the critique, though, is that the 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 design the designs that were put in were there. Some of them were a little one note repeatedly. Like you saw that same kind of wallpaper. Like the the yeah, but that's her aesthetic as a designer. Yeah. I don't fault her for that. No, no, no. I'm not and, faulting. And it was beautiful, like especially the wallpaper, the white, black, it, white and black with the female shapes and look like art. I thought it was really pretty, and I thought she did a good job of not making it look like a dungeon because everyone, Fair. everyone just has when you say a sex room dungeon. Some of them were like a really high end hotel luxury. She even put a hot tub in one of them. Uh, I thought that she putting the drain for water sports into the shower for the poly. There was, there was, was an really episode good. That, yeah, no, they, I thought she was a great designer. No, I, I, agree. I liked her design. I agree. I'm just saying that there she's clearly got one kind of design aesthetic. Or not, not just one, but like there's one design aesthetic of like the wallpaper and the colors that was very constant in a lot of the rooms. And it wasn't my personal feel. And I'm saying, but she did what she did very well was, and I saw some backlash for the gay couple specifically who did a very like black and gold. A lot of people online were just like, ew. But if you watch the episode, that was their that's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. She okay. listened to the couples. Yeah. And the only thing I as they were having their therapy sessions almost with her, uh -huh. a lot of the times it was the toys and it was the the sex swing that was going to solve the relationship. Uh -huh. I wish that she really just had more of an open conversation with some of them. Like, do you all communicate? Because there was one woman who was like, I've never had uh, an, an orgasm. An orgasm. Ever. That was my, oh my God. And like 12 to 15 year relationship, you've never had an orgasm? And the, the husband was so like non, like nonplussed by it. He was like, oh, well... You know, I, I got this one book about orgasms. I didn't really read it. He, he was like, I think she has. It was so, yeah. And I'm like, a what? Never? And like her instance, yes, well, that, get some sex and that toys was maybe. The but one that was save that my was, marriage. That yeah, was so, yeah. oh, I was so, I was just like, oh my God. But I mean, to her credit, she made some of them explore some things. So like the couple that uh, she wanted to try bondage, but the partner was kind of hesitant about it. But then they, she made them do it together. The Shibari yeah, they're very queer and how couple. they came together and um, not actual come. No, it, I, I thought she did beautiful. really good at uh, opening new doors and exploration for people. So. Um, and I, I, I absolutely agree. That was one of my favorite episodes. In a very non-threatening way. It was a burlesque couple, a very femme, but queer woman, and then a more butch, non-binary person who did burlesque and drag. And it was such a, it was such a cute relationship that they had. And the Which episode she even was cried while watching yeah. the shibari happening. I, really I thought it was sentimental. I thought I, I, I love that couple actually. But the episode, like before that, um, one of my biggest red flags was um, there was a couple that had a very sex positive woman and uh, a guy who was like subby, but, but you know, a bit more heavy set who was also a cop. And I cringed a lot during that episode, not only because of the way they talked about sex, the guy clear. And so again, another, another double-edged sword, they kind of go into their therapy session with them. And he's like, well, I was raised very conservative like it was very religious. It was very like sex shamey. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, you poor thing. Um, but then Melanie, the host, takes them to a pro dom to teach them about bondage and sex. Mm -hmm. And the pro dom has a sub where they're like 
showing things. It, and it's the cop, varsity level. <laughs> it was it was, no, not even. It was just well, like light flogging. But the cop leans in, and not even whispering, but like is whispering loudly. Oh my gosh, she's assaulting him. I should arrest her for such things. And I just was like, ah. Well, he he ah! was he was all about the bad jokes. Ah! That was how he broke the tension. But it was not lost on me. And this is more so where the show does its best to do things mm-hmm. right, but doesn't it misses the mark sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know what they could have done about that. Well, the, I mean, it the, was real. The no, it was real, and I liked that. But mm-hmm. what I didn't like was the what the opportunity to be like. Let's talk about police violence. Let's talk about sex workers and the fact that normally he would arrest someone like her for this. And in this juxtaposition, she is literally teaching him how to do kink, of course, consensual kink, Mm -hmm. to his wife, who's like, harder, harder, please. Like, it was... Well, and she did. She did do that. No, you but we didn't, we didn't unpack that in the episode. I, I know, wish. I, 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 I think wish. you're expecting too much from a show like this. I'm just saying that that was a mismark for me personally. Sure. <laughs> what, was, what was really problematic for me, Uh-oh. though, was if you have a camera crew coming to your house to design... Pick up the goddamn dirty clothes off the floor. Oh, some well, of these, some some of these houses were... <laughs> I mean, I understand giving them a brand new high posh sex room. If they can't even pick up after themselves, they're not going to keep that clean either. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, a camera crew is coming. Clean your fucking house. (laughs) My favorite still, though, is the the people that and yes, for them, I I do believe some of them that was the first time meeting Melanie. Mm -hmm. That was a real reaction. But the way they're like. They open the door and they're like, oh my God, you're here. We weren't expecting you. Looks to camera behind you that's already in their room yeah, as yeah, they're yeah. mic'd up. But you, we've, we've done these shows before. That's how they shoot them. I you're know. supposed to. It's just that's funny. That's how it works. I, it's just funny. I just, I think that's I funny. No. Um, oh, uh, I, I, di- I loved the contractor, Mike, or, oh, his name's Mike, not Mark. Whoops. Um, he was lovely. Uh, he it, was great. He was a great addition because mm-hmm. it, 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 they played off of each other very well. Sometimes it was a little hokey. You could tell it was kind of they probably have done several takes of this. Yeah. Uh, like when she was in the hardware store getting chain and the the shop clerk uh, was like, oh, you do sex rooms? What? And he was like red and embarrassed yeah. and she's wrap, wrapping the chain around her and it, it was it, it, some of that's just played up for yeah. the effect the comedic value of it which you can't fault um but i can fault them with some of the choice in gear that was used that didn't look super high end because there were plenty of of places within the rooms they were putting off like suspension points mm-hmm. but then she was buying chains that the guy was literally like that's not suspend like you can't suspend people from that and then they were using it as decoration and so like part of me was like what's the decoration what's the actual gear we're not we're not really talking about that in the show itself and we're empowering people to like be be more conscious of your rooms where you have sex and like maybe get a bit more interesting some great ideas but then we're not covering like the safety there which i think could have been done a bit more yeah I, I know I'm I getting still picky, think you're you're, you're asking me. way too much no. from a show that is just basically introducing i am offering my opinion as yeah, a a kinkster who who is you know lives the life 
And I'm saying, this is what I would have liked to see. Sure. So, because we deal with people like this all the time that try to get the cheap gear, and then they end up hurting themselves. And I don't want to see that. That's true. Yeah. Like if you're going to spend the money on a $2,000 love seat uh, sex bench, oh, yeah. don't don't put a $5 Amazon Wish uh, pleather blogger on the end of it <laughs> like a throw Honestly, pillow <laughs> like so i watch i watch plenty of like design channels on youtube what, what there's one called like mr kate that does like different kinds of design work i would have loved if they did things like a diy segment to the show where they showed you how you could like make your own i don't know rope art or something I mean, that that'd, you, that'd be cute it'd be really cool but, melanie again if you're listening get some <laughs> diy projects give give people a thing they can do at home. well maybe that'll be season two possibly i hope they get i, I feel like they'll they'll pick up I hope it'll so. get picked up again i think that it was vanilla enough to yeah. be titillating to gain a wide stream audience so if they had done some of the suggestions you have i think they would have lost a little bit of the audience i agree for being too real. i agree yeah. Again, this comes from a cr criticism of like, I want it to be even better if they did another Next season. Time. Okay. Like, imagine getting a kinky couple that has rooms that might need a little bit of love who are also in the scene that could help promote the show mm. and then could, like, you know, talk to the designer of the show <laughs> who might also make YouTube content. <laughs> And give them a free room to design. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you think criticizing Melanie is going to get you a free sex room? I'm not criticizing Melanie. I've said nothing bad. I think she's Melanie, lovely. Melanie, I love you. You can make a sex room for me. You already okay. Well, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. What? As someone who's designed their own sex room, mm -hmm. we've done a whole dungeon tour on the YouTube. Mm -hmm. We need to do another one actually because I've updated a lot. I know. As have I. I'm in a brand new place. Ooh, we could have Melanie come out and judge our sex rooms. And then help us design them and just <laughs> DIY. <laughs> literally, Melanie, come on. We're, we're literally screaming. Oh, that said, um, I do want, I still want to get your opinion. Did you notice a certain uh, brand of potions and lotions and oh, shampoos oh, that were featured? Which, 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 which? Wait, so, there's a witch? No, no. So <laughs> I'll get you, my pretty. So our sponsor for On Guard Cigar Salon is Leather Daddy Skincare, mm -hmm. and they've grown in leaps and bounds this year. So <laughs> on bounds. <laughs> they were very excited that during the show there was a there they did a pan of the products that Melanie had put in um, to the space play space. And it was all leather, leather daddy skincare products. So yeah. they were very excited. But it makes me wonder because when we did the Epic show, like, do you remember they were taking art off the walls because they didn't have permission of the artist to show it? Yeah. So I'm wondering how that the show was able to put product in without getting the sign off of the company that they were showing. I mean, he's not, not going to sue or anything. He was thrilled for the promotion. Mm -hmm. But usually a well, show of that caliber, especially for Netflix, does crosses all their yeah well they got around the artwork thing by doing a bunch of photo shoots with the couples and mm -hmm. there was a because there was a there was in the last episode which i don't think you saw mm -hmm. they did another photo shoot they did a photo shoot with the gay couple like they did a really nice job making sure that they felt sexy in their spaces but yeah uh but no anytime there's a product in a show especially on netflix uh, they need to get the consent I know. or the, the sign-off. But but Chris, actually, Leather Daddy Skin Co. owner, reached out to Melanie on, on Instagram, and she actually responded and said, oh, I really? only use the best, darling, or sweetie, uh, or something along those. Sorry, not, so to, that's great. not to disclose DMs, but I've uh, heard through the grapevine that Chris was very happy. And, we heard from a very reliable source. Yes, well, the person themselves. And I think they posted it. From the horse's mouth, <laughs> as it were. But 
um, I'm curious from your own perspective, did you get any ideas designing stuff? Because you've literally, you, I wish we had before and after pictures to show your current place where mm -hmm. you live because you turned a very, no offense to the person who used to live there before, but a very raw space. Raw, yeah. Raw, emphasis on raw space raw into space. a very sexy cigar lounge, BDSM By bedroom BDSM. dungeon. Yeah, on a budget. So yeah, what was the budget? That's what I wanted. I wanted to know how much was spent on. Yeah, this. that would actually. I be wanted a good, to know the budgets. Yeah, because I felt some people got like got ripped off, as far as like their space. They didn't get as much done to their space because it was a smaller space. Whereas other people had entire basements with showers included, like showers built in, bedroom spaces, living space. Yeah, but you can't judge from the size of a space, the 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 amount of money spent in it. I know. That's um, why I wanted that transparency, though. Actually, I wanted that to know. one space that had the uh, the Scooby-Doo bookcase to get into it. Someone got a little, like, secret bookshelf, and I was like, that's what I've been wanting to do right back here for so long. <laughs> that Melanie, was very, that come, was a clever, come fix our space, please. Because they, they had a toddler, too, so it'll be... 10 years before that toddler figures out. Oh, for sure. Back there. But it's really, and so like, there's lots of fun ideas that you get from the show. Um, there's lots of interesting designs that they do. It's a, it's a well-produced show. It's fun. It's funny. It's not like, I'm not the demographic, but I still enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of kinky people that watched it and they were like, I give it a solid seven out of 10. Like I, for ratings, I give it a, I give it a 7.5 to eight out of 10. I give it an eight and a half. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, I do want to just call it one last problematic thing, okay. though. And I think you've gotten far enough to see. Did you see the single lady? Oh, the single ladies. Oh, wait. Oh. Maybe, no, she might have been the last episode, okay, actually. No, I didn't get the single lady. So, again, they run the gambit of all relationship types and styles and peoples, um, from queer to straight to poly to even single. And, again, I don't want to ruin anything about spaces and reveals. Like, watch the show. I, I think the average grade, like I gave each, each room a grading. Mm -hmm. I think my average was six out of 10. Okay. So like there were some really good nine, nine out of 10 rooms. And then there were like four out of 10 rooms that were like too straight for me. And mm -hmm. I didn't like, like the purple gold room. I didn't like, I didn't like the purple and gold well, room. Well, it's not your aesthetic. Exactly. And well, they, they, they specifically yeah. asked for the color purple. I know. But not even the, the husband in not that was movie, like, he didn't purple. seem happy. The, the husband from that one didn't. Well, they had about. a problem with their well, relationship. Anyway, I, anyway, I was anyway, like, the sex anyway, room is anyway, not solving I, this. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, I, uh, there was one room that I felt very uncomfortable by, um, and it wasn't even a room because it was an outdoor garden space. Mm -hmm. So, this straight lady was having her pretty much her sunroom rede redecorated, mm -hmm. and that looked gorgeous. But then they also had a budget for like a little outdoor, like a little sliding glass door into an outdoor space, which they fenced off. But as they were doing the demo of the space, mm -hmm. um, even as they were doing the demo, a neighbor whose name I think was like Donna or something. She was she was a Donna. She was on her fence. She was kind of, you know, looking over like, oh, hey, Lisa, what are you doing over there? And Melanie even looks to camera like titillated like, oh, no, if only she knew. And if it had just stayed in, in an indoor space, wouldn't have had as much of an issue. But, like, their neighbor was literally featured in that episode so many times because she was nosy as all fuck. But clearly not super sex, like, sex positive, it didn't seem. Um, and the final reveal of the space for that for that straight lady, or for the, the single lady, um, was also included an outdoor garden space that was fenced off with, like, some sex and bondage equipment in the garden space. Mm -hmm. And the neighbors are not even, like, 10 to 15 feet from, like, from either side. 
And I was just like, I don't know if that is good kink because you have nosy neighbors and you are now giving this lady who's clearly very sexually like expressive, positive, has lots of fun, good for her. But now you're giving her sex equipment outside with no insulation and neighbors could easily hear into the space. I, I, that made me a little like, eh, I don't like that. Okay, so devil's advocate. Okay, go. That's why God invented ball gags. Um, it's still very. There was no. It's a very. I'm kidding. It like I'm it was, kidding. Okay. And if the neighbor was featured on the show, they get had to get a release. So there's no way that the neighbor was completely innocent in all of this. Uh, it was played up for the show. Um, well, then I don't like that almost dubious consent sort of because we don't we don't get that talk. <laughs> we don't get the consent word. talks. We don't get the consent talks. Right. You know, we don't get the and that's. That's it, to be it was played up for the titillation. Yes. And you don't like that because I it don't. doesn't have obvious consent. Because I don't know if Donna consented to hearing her neighbor have sex outside in their little sex garden all the time. Again, it was a cute ass garden. And if the neighbors were like another 20, 30 feet from the house, I wouldn't be as concerned. But like, but hey, I just stayed in a hotel where I heard the neighbors having sex. I didn't consent to hearing that, but I'm in a motel. I know that that's going to happen. So. But that's different than living next door to someone. Anyway, that was my only kind of big. Your like, neighbors eh. have sex. What do you? I, I know. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'm well aware. I'm well aware. No. But I'm just saying that was kind of a. I, I had a weird feeling with that. Sure. Because it was a very outdoor space. Clearly, it looked it, the 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 fences were like eight feet tall fence. Yeah, so I didn't see the episode, sure the so I'm going to withhold judgment. On okay, that. well, you should watch it. Let me know I will, what you think. I will, I'll let you know. Um, when Melanie comes on the show, I'll, I, we can just talk about this consent issue. And then I think I had, I had a fluffy handcuff counter. I think I counted oh, three fluffy handcuffs. <laughs> no <laughs> more fluffy, fluffy handcuffs! <laughs> Melanie, you're great. That is such a Spencer's But please don't. Move. No fluffy things, okay? I, I get it. Maybe they, maybe they wanted it aesthetically. Handcuffs are just never it's comfortable. It's a very straight thing. It is. Fluffy but, handcuffs. But even, things. I they, made a note. We used to hang them from our uh, uh, mirrors in our car, the rear view oh, mirror, okay. just to be edgy. It's like fuzzy dice. Is like yeah, fluffy I'd rather the fuzzy handcuffs than there. But <clears throat> but I just, even one of the straight couples was like, eh, I'm never going to really use handcuffs. They're very uncomfortable. And yeah, I was no, like, they, thank you. They're hard to play with. Amen. Unless you're into corporal punishment, it's very hard. But even then, corporal the corporal punishment guy was like, I'm, I should have, I should I should stop her. She's assaulting that. It man. was a joke. I know, a but bad joke. some of the jokes need to be. I don't mind a joke so long as you then go, ha ha ha. It was a joke. And this is a real situation that yeah, we should talk I about. Know, I know. I That's know. just my personal level of production. Hey, uh, Melanie and crew, if you ever want another production person who can help <laughs> you with some writing, because even at one point in the show, Melanie like clearly has writers who write yeah. some lines for her. Yeah. And she she's like, are we really going to this level for the joke? Like she was like, really? We're doing potty humor oh, for this joke. You know, there was one where they cut immediately where she tried the uh stripper's tall heels on. Oh and no. then she fell, <gasps> she fell over, and that you know they immediately cut after that. Yeah. So I was like worried she, she, laughed. she got injured. She laughed a bit. She which you do when yeah. you're in shock. I and, hope she's okay. Like, too. Yeah, I, I was like feeling for her for that moment. But yeah. The Melanie again, big problem. Props to you. You did so much. You are yeah. not a therapist, but you took on a lot of therapy for these couples yes. in some cases. And like, bless you for that. And I think you opened a lot of doors. 
But I think, oh, she put in a lot of doors too. <laughs> cage, cage doors. She actually rolled into that cage. I was like, she did a lot of stunt work on this show. <laughs> I, my props off to her. She had to work. like go down that ladder into the hole and she had to get into the There's a lot of cage precarious and, and situations she puts herself in. And, yeah. and I loved each and every one of the situations. At times, I felt uncomfortable and cringy because I was like, oh, this is this is not something you should be putting on TV. But also, it was real in that way, and I mm-hmm. appreciated that. I'm glad they had these conversations. I wanted mm-hmm. more of it. I wanted more educating on kink stuff, not just kind of touching base on it. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that Melanie was a lovely host. She was always down to clown and get down and dirty. She always stopped people if they were saying anything that was a little uh, sex shamey. And she was very sex positive. But the the biggest thing that came from the show, personally, um, my biggest note was all these people just needed permission. And mm. and Melanie gave them that permission. Yeah, that's true. A lot, so of, a it, lot of it was just her showing them a thing and being like, yes, you can do that. And I think that's exactly what the show is aimed for. Yeah. It is like it, as as cringy as Fifty Shades of Grey is. It's that audience to allow yourself to be kinky mm-hmm. and playful and explore sex. It's sex positive, um, even though Fifty Shades of Grey at the end wasn't. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that's the audience it's playing to. And we have to keep that in mind because while Fifty Shades was like terrible examples of abuse, like because it was there was a lot of abuse in that series. What what this does well is it titillates, but it, it actually educates. Yeah. And Fifty Shades did a lot of good in in the way that it, it expressed and showed all these you know upper class white women about kink, mm-hmm. and a lot of them got involved and educated themselves, but. There was also the bad. So, like, the good, I think, weighed out, outweighed the bad in Fifty Shades of Grey. And the diversity that they showed mm. throughout. I mean, there wasn't any couple that was the same. They didn't They didn't yeah. have the same sexual needs. Or the same um, they relationship They were all different. Type. And so you got exposed to a lot of different types of sexual energies. And I, I honestly, at the end of the day, I think it was a great show. Again, we give it a, a C plus to B minus grading here. We liked it. If you're a kinkster that's super kinky, it's a fun romp to watch people explore. It's a fun romp because you get to see different design aesthetics. And there's a good level of, as we've said, representation in it, which I think should be celebrated. And I I hope they have a season two. Oh, absolutely. But also, if you're looking for someone who has a sex room that they want redesigned, <laughs> there was, that's one thing that didn't exist was a sex room that already existed but needed sex love. rooms of San Francisco. Come on, Melanie. I'm just saying, I San Francisco's got lots of kinky people, yeah, lots of people that need some help. and Lots of diversity. Fun. So anyway, um, Daddy, all in all, you, you give it what now out of 10? I, I gave it an eight and a half. Okay. And I give it, I give, I'll give it an eight out of 10. Okay. So B, we're in the a B, B minus, category. A B minus category. Right. Um, yeah. But I give, I give Melanie a 10 out of 10. She was lovely. I, I, I really enjoyed the show. If you have Netflix, check it out. Um, if you're curious about like a more in-depth kind of play-by-play, I, I think I will do a YouTube video where I put in clips and, okay. and give a proper breakdown. Um, but I mean, let us know what you think. Honestly. And if anyone knows Melanie, tell her to contact us. <laughs> then she can come defend herself against the puppy. I, I, I have not said anything bad about her. <laughs> I've critiqued the show. Uh-huh. I think in a fair way uh-huh. that is, that is complimentary, but is c- concise and critical. Um, because that's our job. We're kinky people. People yeah. always want to know what we think of shows that are sex positive or at least dr- drawn as sex positive, but end up being very shamey. This was very much the opposite. It was very sex positive and it was educating. 
Educating? Well, it was not shaming. It was educating. It's educating. <laughs> if you'd like to continue to be educated, uh, Daddy, where can people find you? You can find me at mrchristopher.com if you want to see the naughty stuff or Christopher, Mr. Christopher Weston on oh, Instagram. Oh, my God. Oh, Melanie, you need to work on your social media branding. Oh, I know. Everywhere. She's new to I this. couldn't find you under Melanie Rose, but I think I found you like under your middle name as well. Anyway. She's new to this, yeah. I'm sure. We'll, we'll teach her. her. We'll, when we have her on. She'll have, have people soon that, that <laughs> wrangle her and gets her all... In all seriousness, come on the show, Melanie. We'd love to... If, if y'all are listening to this and you see or you find Melanie on social media, tag her, please. Yeah. I, we would love to talk to her. But all in all, uh, you can find me everywhere at PupAmp, all one word, uh, or at PupAmp.com for the sexy stuff. You can find us at What's the Safe Word Everywhere. This has been What's Your Safe Word, the sex education podcast that's got a few kinks. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Okay, but if Melanie did, just hypothetically, come onto the show, mm-hmm. would she redesign one of your rooms or one of my rooms? Um, well, I think my room's pretty good, so I think it'd have to be your room. I feel red and shaded, but also you're right. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I, I again, I loved. I thought it was really cute. I we, thought it was fun. We need a new doghouse. Oh, oh, I don't know. You can put a little cage window. Oh, okay, <laughs> Melanie, we'll talk. Daddy, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Bye. Bye.